This American Monster. A Monster of the Week actual play from This American Dice. Last time on This American Monster. What do you do when you can't believe your own eyes? What do you do when you realize there is another one of you? What if you aren't the real you? The Law Corporation team searching for the locations of powerful leyline intersections discovers that there are duplicates of themselves. Sundry, how do you realize Darkblade isn't Darkblade? He's not smoking clothes, he's smoking cigarettes. Yeah, you realize that's not him. Oh, shit. Uh, how confident am I about this? 100% confident. Okay, I'm going to harpoon him. Awesome. Cool. So, uh, But my yeah. plan is to harpoon the hand that he's using to smoke the cigarette, like, to the ground. Or to something. All right. Um, I'm going to impale him to the ground so I can interrogate him. Or I can impale him through the heart to death. And then interrogate his soul in hell. Um, I feel that Darkblade has presented himself as a person who's very willing to fight back when encountering violence. Um, But I think this is something that you could maybe do before he notices it. Uh, Hmm. Could you... Could you make a cool roll for me and see if you could do this without him having time to react? Sure. Awesome. Cool customer. Uh, got an eight. Got an eight. Okay. So then in that case, I think you're able to kind of whip around, but because this harpoon is so big, mm-hmm. Darkblade kind of sees you whirl around at him, and you take a second to take the extra time to like, oh, I'm going to hit him right in the hand with this thing. And... Um, yeah, Darkblade... I just yell harpoon at the top of my lungs. Yeah, you scream... You scream, tactics! <laughs> um, yeah, and Darkblade, you see that Sundry wheels around and he's going to throw this harpoon right through your hand or jab this harpoon right through your hand. You're all wet and sticky from the swamp water you fell in. And, um, and so... Stop holding your crotch for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he's going to dodge. He's going to go for uh, his shotgun. Sure. So yeah, so then Lee, that's a kick some ass roll. All right. I got a 10. Got a 10. All right. So um, on a 10 plus, you not only are going to indeed kick some ass and do damage, you're also going to take an extra one of those things. Uh, You force them where you want them. Cool. And you you say like that's where you like pinned down. Oh, hold on. I've I've, oh, never mind. It's not a 12 plus. Go ahead. Yeah, he's pinned down. Awesome. Yeah. So you jam this thing through Darkblade's hand and it pins into the floor. And yeah, out of the wound in his hand, uh, black smoke is pouring out of the wound in his hand. Awesome. And yeah, he's kind of like struggling. I think like the shotgun's kind of like been knocked to the floor and it's it's shoved through, like maybe shoved through like the ri- like his wrist or something like that. So his hand, he's like trying to like twitching with it and it's shoved it between those bones and like deep into the floor so he can't quite get up and the shotgun's like a little bit out of reach for him. It looked at Merzad and he'd be like, you seeing this shit? 
And I think Mirzad's just like, like, I think he's pretty spooked. And he's like, I think things have already started without us. He backs up and is like, like, we have to find those. We have to find those other locations. Where's Ashton? Oh, he's saying that to us. Yeah, well, to you specifically. And he's like real freaked out about this. Meanwhile, Darkblade character is almost staring down at the smoke kind of pouring out of his hand and uh, like doing a combination of shock from looking down at the smoke pouring out of his arm and um, the uh, trying to get to this shotgun. The shotgun had gone off and did hit Sundry. Alex, how much does uh, harm does that shotgun usually do? It's not a pretty thing. Three harm. Three harm. So that's coming Sundry's way as the right. shotgun kind of... He soaks two of that. Okay. So yeah, so he's just kind of like maybe some of these kind of fly into his body. I don't know. <laughs> you guys can be shot so many times constantly and just be fine. Um, but Well, typically he takes. He looks like he takes all the damage. Like okay. he looks like hell afterwards. Sure. So maybe so, yeah. he looks like he's gone hunting with Dick Cheney. Like he's just yeah, got exactly. like all this sh buckshot in his face or something like that. Sure. So he has like like uh, like part of his ear looks like it got blown off. Mm -hmm. um, he's got like a wound in his shoulder is like bleeding down, and um, he just spits blood back at him. And he's like, "Listen to you, son of a bitch. You got one chance. You tell me where my friend is." Meanwhile. Ashton, you, Darkblade, and Sundry, hanging around. Uh, Sundry's truck is gone. And Sundry will say, listen here, you some bitches. <laughs> you got one chance. Tell me where my truck is. I don't know why you're asking me, because I'm right here. But uh, I'll tell you that, you know, if anyone knows where your truck is, it's probably you. And the last person I saw in that truck was you. If this is some elaborate birthday prank, you should know uh, my birthday's in July. Yeah. Um, well, Sundry, when you said that we were late, we actually were here before you. With you. Isn't that right, Ashton? Yeah, we had a whole conversation. We then departed. We walked to your truck with you. And I'll look to Ashton again. Just nodding along. Very. He probably looks pretty confused. Can Sundry uh, read a bad situation here? Sure. I got a 10 plus. I got okay. a total of 11. Cool. So 11 on a read a bad situation roll. So that gives you three of those questions. We've been having trouble with some of these, but yeah, three of those questions. Yeah. What's the biggest threat uh, would be the first one. Okay, what's the biggest threat? Um, you can tell that Darkblade's being serious. They have good reason not to trust the situation. They're, he's convinced, um, and Ashton is, is as well, though he's not said much, uh, that indeed they just saw you, you were just over here, and then you were in a different spot. Like, something is definitely afoot. So the biggest threat is like, um, what he's describing, he certainly believes wholeheartedly. Hmm. Um, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? These guys seem to doubt you're who you, who you say you are. And uh, Darkblade, 
you know, is very quick to just like attack stuff. Yeah. So I think there's two. And ways Ashton to... is now, and Ashton, once he's come back from his sabbatical, is now carrying a sword around, which is yeah. more impressive Darkly... than when he was like, I have nunchucks. Ever since Darkblade got out of the hospital, he's he's like even more twitchy. So I think there's two ways of playing this based on the information that Sundry has. Um, one would require a little bit more more from the GM, but it would basically be like uh, they're acting weird. Uh, they are act, you know, pop, acting potentially aggressive to you, and they don't seem like they are who they say they are. But I think we're in an opposite category where it's like they're acting weird. Something strange is going on. And they seem convinced that you aren't who you say you are. Yes. Now, assuming we're in that bucket and assuming as well that Sundry is still Sundry, meaning like he still has his character and mm -hmm. conviction. Sundry's approach with that would be like to come not to come clean but to like go with them to like help them to like if 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 sundry was convinced that they were a threat to him because he was bad mm -hmm. he would like sit down and let him tie him up you know that sort of thing okay so yeah that's what I, that's where i'm leaning toward that's where i'm gonna go i'm uh, fine with that okay so i guess sundry will i guess like look between the two of them and he'll say look um I can tell you think something's wrong and it sure seems like you think it's wrong with me. And, uh, if there's anything that my faith has taught me, it's to, um, even doubt myself sometimes and to doubt my doubt. So, um, one thing I believe in is to you and, uh, and, uh, I'm not looking to cause you any harm or difficulty. So whatever you guys say needs to happen, Let's do it. Well, Sundry, I believe that I believe that even if you there I believe that we can only be one place at one time. Would you agree with that? Uh well, like I was saying earlier, uh the good Lord gave me uh, a few things in this world. Uh a nice truck, which is missing right now. Um mm -hmm. some common sense. Uh, but he never did bless me with uh, a deep understanding of uh, the string theory. Well, I've never known anybody to be more than one place at the same time. And right now you are. Um, you are either a doppelganger, and I believe that you have all of the memory of Sundry and the conviction of Sundry. And you may well be Sundry. Um, but as you know, there's some kind of magic going on right now and, um, we need to hold on we... my, I, I know what a doppelganger is and I'm, I'm sure you do, but, uh, for Ash here, whose German may be a little fuzzy, um, would you just explain what that is? Yes, for, uh, for Ash. Um, a doppelganger is a, a, a doppelganger, uh, as it said, is um, a, a double a double person. And that person is uh, 
not, you know, the original, in this case, Sundry Charms. It is a, and as he's like, as you're asking this, he's actually like Googling it on his phone also. <laughs> oh, yeah, so you think like, I'm a copy and you think whoever the real Sundry Charms is, is probably driving my truck right now. That is 100% yeah, where your truck is. I tell you what, that gives me some relief. <laughs> Well, no, my truck's out there in good hands. How, wouldn't you like to find that sundry? I'd, I'd sure like to get to the bottom of this. I'm, I'm not convinced about double people and dear other fancy words. All right. Well, you know where we were about to go when we were hopping into that truck? Well, hold on a second. I feel like I interrupted uh, Ash over there, and I I know I'm experiencing being in two places at once and whatnot, but uh, I don't mean to be rude. It's it's a very novel medical condition that you're experiencing right now, so you don't need to apologize. Well, yeah, I think Ash says, uh, well, yeah, I don't know what, what you you two were up to. I mean, you kind of told me in the last few weeks, but I've been ex- I've read a lot of things that there are these dark, dark creatures. Doppelgangers might be one of them. Demons, maybe. Who knows? But they can shapeshift and change their appearance, and it seems like that's the most logical thing that happened, and I mean... This this creature seemed pretty convincing, but they just took your car and drove home without us. So it seems like, if anything, that proves to me that you're the real one. So we need to, I don't know, where do you think this creature would have gone? Our next plan was to go to that other site, but that's, well, I think that's where it went. Um, now, Ashton... Is there any way that you can tell the difference between a living person and their apparition? Um, We're sure this is an apparition situation. This isn't like last Sunday I I ate a bad egg sandwich at the gas station and now there's two of me. Anything's possible from what we've seen. So uh, looking at these clues, I think Ashton trying to take this uh, from a more removed or detached stance maybe than Darkblade or Sundry could be trying to piece the clues together to investigate a mystery. Sure. I'll give that a shot. Or you could be trying to find that, uh, like, look into the next of these uh, uh, intersections of ley lines. Either one of those is something you could be doing. Is Sundry missing anything else that he would normally have on him? So far, no. Uh, so that's a five total for me. Five total. All right. So I think this is when you see the uh, the car door opens, Ashton's car. And Ashton, you're staring at Sundry and Darkblade. And there's an Ashton that you're like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So what's what's Ashton's response to that? Um, well, yeah, like, like, it seems like another whole life, but I was just saying how, uh, oh, there's definitely doubles and demons that can take people's appearance. So this is obviously a demon that he's got to slay right now, right? Sure. So he just sprints towards it, uh, to fight this mon- this monster. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sunday I- will be like, oh, so... So Ash was the double banger all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, that's that's what we see. We see him get out of this thing, out of this car, and just start running towards towards the the three of you. Yeah, well, maybe uh, I'll say like, get away from him, to uh, Sundry and Darkblade. Meanwhile, Welker, you had just told Bishop to cut the shit, and he said, "Oh, you know, you want me to cut the shit," and was about to kind of lay everything on you. Yeah, I think Bishop kind of looks at you. And kind of like moves over to the side and say, and will say, like, we had a leak from the inside. I thought it was your team and I'm still not positive. It's not some of them. There were folks who, there were folks who we should not have trusted. And we were. And he's like, one of those has been taken care of. The other is a little, uh, the other is still, the other loose end hasn't been tied up yet. I had to make sure to get back here to do this and make sure that this thing was safe and this operation was set up uh, nice and neat before I go looking for that loose end to tie it up. Listen, seems to me, Bishop, that you've always seen me as the loose end. Ever since that night. I think I knew. I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. He'll kind of stare at you. And just say, after like a long pregnant pause, just say, you're not the one I'm looking for. And what can we say? Well, you're exactly the one I'm looking for. And I think you're, it's high time you gave me some answers. I'll say, what the hell happened? You want to know the truth about that night? I'll just stare at him. We were looking for your friend. Charms? You have to have read the files at this point. He says... Listen, you are the ones who put charms on my the charms joined my team in service to your to this company. I had no idea who he even was. So he'll he'll shake his head and say he popped up on our radar as somebody that we needed to look into as po- as a possible acquisition. When we couldn't get him that night, he ended up in jail. What do we do? We can spring him from jail, and then we've already got him. In some ways. Smart move of the boss. Uh, Walker will shake his head and says, that doesn't explain anything about what you did to me. This is the lies. All of it hidden from me. You say I'm the, I'm made, I'm the, the director of this whole operation. And he like, like wave his, like wave his arm around to like encompass everything. He says, and I'm the last one to find out when the operation is taking place. And hell, I, He'll say, like, um, it turns out everything about what I've done for this company started on a lie. A lie you told me. Kind of give you the, like, I've had enough of this conversation kind of a thing. And uh, shake his head and say, you know, if you wanted, if you wanted truth, this ain't the place for you. You've known that the whole time. Plenty of secrets that you've got cooped up. For this company, for other people, for that team of yours, that again, something's up. I don't think you're the one who's uh, who's selling who's selling things out. But there's a rat, he says, or at least another rat, that has to be ferreted out before this can work. Apparently, and he'll look back at the stone and what's going on there, and uh, he'll say, like, apparently this is a big project. This is the biggest project we've embarked on so far. I don't know what it is. All right. I know it has to do with energy or power, something like that. 
We got to find these spots, find these locations. You and your team can do that. I'll keep this thing safe. You expect my team, the we who have put our lives in the line time and time again for this company, to do the company's dirty work, to carry on while openly admitting to my face that I'm just an expendable asset to you. And you accuse me of being, you accuse my team of being a rat when you are the liar. And he'll like take a step closer to him and say, mm -hmm. I only know one person in this company who I don't trust. And you like take another step closer to him and say, uh, maybe you're the rat. Are you just trying to kind of like threaten him? I want, so I feel like he hasn't answered my question. Like, yeah, I think he, I like, agree with you. He's only partially answered it. Right. And I want to like make it clear to him that like, we're not leaving this room, even if like this has to get threatening until like he either comes clean or he makes me stop. Okay. Um, hmm. Is that a manipulate someone or is that a, yeah, you're trying to get something out of him in this capacity. So I guess it is manipulate someone. Did you already roll that though? I did. That's the last thing I rolled and I failed. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. You could act under pressure too, setting out to like threaten him, right? So what would the pressure be in that case? Um, hmm. I don't know. The rule book doesn't really give any sort of hints there. Yeah. Usually it's those, those moves are okay. just like the catch all. So like you set out to do something and, you know, get the mixed result theoretically. Um, okay. Yeah, we could do that one and act under pressure roll and say like the pressure is, uh, you're essentially trying to get this guy to stay in this conversation. Yeah, I want him to tell me, I mean, yeah, like I said before, I want him to like come clean about why he did what he did to me, like what's really going on. Um, and like, I guess, except that like, I have power over him in this situation. Okay. Uh, failing that, well, I guess if we're gonna roll this, we're about to find out whether I failed that or not. Sure, go for it. So that's a plus cool roll. 11. 11. Damn. Okay. So yeah, so you kind of do that and he uh I think he's maybe ends up like uh like up against a pillar that's holding up this tent and so he's kind of like at least physically somewhat cornered and he'll say, "You know, you've done what it takes to to work for this company and move up the ladder." And that's exactly what I did. I did the same thing that you would do right now. I saw a liability I saw a weakness, and I made sure that that was dealt with. And now here you are. Better than ever, making more money than ever before, higher security clearance. I did you a favor. He's like, when you stepped into that house, looking for your looking for your idiot teammate, you were so green you couldn't handle it when, uh, oh, yeah, this is when he drops the bombshell. He's like, you were so green you couldn't handle it when his bitch wife popped out uh, screaming and yelling. And he's like, you couldn't handle it. You couldn't handle it when you saw her hit the hit the bottom of the steps. He's like, you left that place an asset not only to this company, but a person who's moved up in the world. And you're like trying to stay calm, Walker will say, <clears throat> and you didn't think it was important that I know 
that I had killed my killed Sundry's wife. For us to keep an eye on him was probably better that he didn't know it. And so keeping you out of the loop on that one was important. But you got your clearance. You found it you found it out. Alright, Bishop. One more question. And this is the big one. No more lies. If if you really see me as um as an asset you're proud of, tell me what's going on here now. What's gonna happen to my team? I think he'll say, I'm not your damn dad. They're trying to act they're trying to get these runes, uh they're trying to get these I don't think he will even say runes. He'll use like some other they're trying to get these magic charms up and running. But the more they can study him, the more they could open this up. The boss ha- the boss has this set as a big project. The amount of resources pouring into this is huge. We're your team's just looking at this location. And he'll just tell you there's seven other locations around the world. This is the last one to get set up. Once we've got all these spots and we know what's going on here, we can figure out how we could utilize this. It's apparently big enough that she's uh she's pumped this 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 much resources into it. My job, make sure this thing's safe and go sniff out that rat. And I think he'll just he'll just give you the clue. He's like, I think he'll again. He's kind of a nasty dude. He's like fucking ring wearing bitch. Meaning Merzad. So after this, like Walker will nod and like back up a step. And he'll say, uh, "By the way, uh, uh, where's the, where's Anna?" And I think I think he'll just say like, "Don't know." I don't know how to like call him out on that. Like, do I have any information about should I, do, like were we supposed to meet or something? Is I don't think so. Um, and then, I mean, one of the things that we kind of briefly talked about in the intermystery session was there have been no. If Anna Cross really had all this like damning information that she brought to the cops, and she left to go do this and even bring one of these acquisitions to them. Why has nothing happened? Now, the real boring real world answer could be, well, the wheels of the justice yeah. system are very slow at times, particularly in white collar crime. Like, so there's that aspect that might be in your head, but there's theoretically evidence of like murder and these kind of like negative, de- these like nasty dealings that should be like very scary and, uh, you haven't heard from her and you haven't, but there's also been no response from like law enforcement at any level to your, under, to your knowledge. Oh, okay. Sure. So like on our way out, he'll like grab the door that like to like open it for him. He'll just like tear it off its hinges and just like lightly, like t- like toss it on the ground and be like after you. Okay. Yeah. And you can see kind of like in Bishop's eyes, like, Nice. Oh shit. Cool. Meanwhile, we hop back. Ashton, sword in hand, is running towards uh, Sundry and Darkblade. 
and someone who looks exactly like Ashton, who I think also draws a sword. And um, the Ashton that's hanging out with Darkblade and Sundry says, of course, what? Well, there's our demon. And does, uh, yeah. So does he similarly rush at the other one? All right. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got these two characters running toward one another. Go ahead and roll your uh, kick some ass. Kick some <laughs> ash. <laughs> oh. Oh, Jeremy. Darkblade's going to look at Sundry and be like, what do you think? Just to let them figure this one out? <laughs> at least you came peacefully. Oh, uh, I guess Sundry looking at all this will... Is this unsettling to you at all? <laughs> he'll just look at uh, Darkblade and he'll be like, thank God, I thought I was the demon. Let's go. <laughs> Feel like uh, a charge with Ash. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I got a 10. You got a 10. All right. So you're going to be able to kick some ass and choose one of those additional things. So how much damage do you do with your sweet sword? That is three. Three damage. Damn. All right. So similarly, you'll be taking three damage as you're also being attacked with a sword. So maybe they do like the uh, the lightsaber thing where they cross them. Oh, and to Darkblade and Sundry, this is new. Ashton is all of a sudden like he's gone from being this person who seemed like he was going to trip over his own um, his own feet <laughs> on a constant basis to now all of a sudden he's he's gone from Luke Skywalker uh, with the blast shield getting zapped by that thing to Luke Skywalker at the end of Return of the Jedi doing dope flips all over the place. Are both uh, ashes like that? Because if not, yep, that might that might be some real demon level stuff. Yeah, them. both of them. Both of them are. They're they are. They look identical. The items that they have on their bodies are identical. The swords, as they clash with one another, every detail of the sword looks precisely the same. Oh my god! You can see the slight outline of Jimmy Dean's lighter in both of their pockets. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jimmy Dean, the Sausage Man. Mm-hmm. Is that a Smith and Wesson sword? Holy it's shit. it's a it's a gun blade from Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so you two cross these swords and you're kind of pressing in towards one another and you kind of maybe break away and some of you barely evade each other's blows and then in the end when you do hit one another and do this damage, what is what does that look like? So you said one is just uh, like black smoke, right? Mm-hmm. Like dark black smoke, almost like he- much heavier than normal um, smoke. It doesn't kind of float up and easily dissipate. It kind of pours out and takes a while to kind of dissipate where it almost looks uh, liquidy. Like that sweet Fern Gully villain. I was just thinking of Hexes from Fern Gully. <laughs> Slime beneath me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so maybe the uh, one of them, you know, slashes the other one first and it's like the blood comes out it's like oh no one of them's hurt then uh the next swing i guess or whatever or slice does this black stuff so it's very obvious that one is the imposter sure so the one that um has this like uh where where is this wound yeah maybe it is right across the chest like you just Sure. So it's this kind of deep slash that cut into some of that muscle and that Ashton kind of looks down and almost looks surprised. And um, yeah, I think 
is going to lunge at Ashton again, but Sundry, you said you were kind of running into that as well, running into this conflict. Yeah. I think he's still not exactly sure what's going on, um, but I think he can probably just try to disable this guy who uh, is charging them. Sure. So are you more interested in defending Ashton then? Defending the guy I'm closest to? Yeah, I think so. Or defending... Uh, defending maybe Darkblade and the Ashton that is not bleeding smoke. Oh, there is. So now he's bleeding smoke. One of them is, yes. One of them is bleeding regular old red American blood, <laughs> and the other one is bleeding um, uh, black smoke, as if uh, it was Hexus, the monster from Fern Gully. Got it. I think the fastest way to end this situation is to just attack the smoke demon. Okay. So yeah, go ahead and make a kick some ass roll. Does this Sundry have his harpoon on him? So yeah, he has this harpoon, and he goes to attack this other person. What'd you get? The sword wasn't given to him by Jesus, you know? It's true. It was given to him by the elders of... I got an eight. Kethrahesh. An eight. Okay, so on an eight, the two of you are going to trade blows. Great. Um, smoke, smoke guy anyway. Ooh, this will be interesting. Yeah, so you, I think... Have to get real smoky up in here. Oh, well, um, uh... So, well, I can give um, a plus one because I got a 10. And if Darkblade wants to help, you get a, a full 10. Oh, that's right. You never picked uh, your additional thing. That which you did. one of you am I helping? <laughs> oh, no. Which, you which, have to go through the whole description yeah. again. <laughs> so Darkblade, Darkblade's plan this whole time was to, like, once he sees the smoke, his plan is to, like, um, cut Sundry. Um, <laughs> so once he see, sees that he's going to like look at Sundry and like shoot him in the wants... back with a shotgun mm-hmm. no he's got his butterfly knife and he just wants to like like cut not in a lethal area but he wants to just like cut him like over the forearm the top of the forearm and see the light back step yeah so oh. might have just been a nine then. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Like so then that just becomes a nine since uh, Darkblade is not helping. Um, as Sundry kind of like like goes to run, Darkblade takes out this butterfly knife, does a dope trick with it, and he slices like the um, like the side of Sundry's bicep and gives him kind of this cool little cut there, like he'd have in an anime. And yeah, just regular blood drips out of it. Oh, okay. You piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sundry, like, and maybe that's what ke- keeps you from absolutely doing a great job because you're like, what the hell was that? And you jam this thing through this, uh, through this, uh, smoke or through this other version of Ashton that looks fairly surprised. Um, and it jabs at you with this sword. Um, so, uh, you do three damage to it, right? Uh, with your, with your harpoon. With your harpoon. Even better if he was just carrying a tarpon, just the yes. big fish, and he just jams it into people. Oh, they're set. They're really big. Yeah, that's why it's a really powerful weapon. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm pretty so. sure. I okay, so. finding reflection sure. of the tarpon. Yeah, so uh, you jam this uh, spear into this thing, or into into this version of Ashton, and it just again looks incredibly surprised, and it jabs up at you, and similarly does three harm to you as well with the sword. Now, keep in mind, Sundry, you have not taken any harm. But when it jabs this sword into you, um, the wound that you have, black smoke starts coming out of it. Ah, oh, no. Sundry? 
Yeah, so this this tiny wound that you delivered to uh, Sundry didn't do anything, but this much more serious wound, um, it does. And like 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 I said, like black smoke starts pouring out of this thing, and Sundry, you kind of look down and you're like, "What? Yeah. Oh my god!" Sundry's like, "Fuck, I knew it." And what do you? What are Darkblade and Ashton's responses to that one? Well, um. He's going well. The the sword wielding Ashton, who's attacking Sundry, um, we're gonna have to put him down. So, well, he's. I think that I think it. I think he. That version of Ashton kind of like slumps over dead, and just more of this smoke kind of pours out of him. Yeah, you like Sun, Sundry. Sund throw, throw down his harpoon. I think what Sundry says. Oh shit! Now we're never gonna find these. Uh... These rune locations or whatever mumbo jumbo. Well, Sundry, I don't think that you should find them. I think, um, you know, what we've had so far is we've had like the Dark Blades doppelganger sort of like uh, taken out without much drama one way or the other. So without getting into the mental state of that doppelganger. Same thing with Ash ashes and then with i guess the question is if these are copies of the characters and if they behave in ways that the, the characters would behave mm -hmm. then like i think this says something about sundry right that even his like evil doppelganger or whatever would be willing to sort of like uh surrender and lay down his life so if that's an option if he's not just like truly like i'm an evil spirit and now i attack you no. or or whatever like Sundry would want to have a hand in this. He'd want to help them, even knowing like it'll kill him. Because even like knowing that he is this thing, but he's still possessed of the sort of like rubric that Sundry uses for moral decisions. Yeah, he would want to like help them and be involved in that. He wouldn't I'm... want to put them to the difficulty of killing their friend. Look, fellas, I understand. Um, Herbert, and he doesn't ever call Darkblade uh, Herbert. Um, maybe just uh, let me borrow your shotgun there for a minute. God, you're kind till the end, aren't you, Sundry? Um, I can do that for you. Do Herbert, you, wanna... you, sh you shouldn't have to. You fellas have... Uh... It's the least I can do for you, Sundry. And I mean, the least you could do would be to uh, check in on my truck after this is all over. <laughs> <laughs> you got that. Do you want to... Um, this well is a place of of power. And uh, uh, would you like to take a look at it before we go? No, I'm reckoning I'm a uh, little fed up with power magic at this point. I'll just uh, trust in the Lord. He'll sort of close his eyes and look down. All right. Um, Darkblade will definitely be moved to tears, um, but raise the shotgun. 
to Sundry's head and uh, pull the trigger. Yeah, that shot kind of rings out, and we have a we have like the very like high up overhead shot of this, so that we don't see the uh, like the gore of it. And we just have shots of Ashton's face and Darkblade's face. And uh, yeah, what's Ashton's take on that? We see how like we see how much it pains Darkblade to do this, and even if it's not necessarily the real or original Sundry, that Sundry seemed extremely real. Uh, yeah, I think Ash is really uh, convinced this is some kind of malevolent force, so uh, I think he is less perturbed than uh, Darkblade was, but you know, also, I think it's more like uh, he feels almost like threatened that this is a really good facsimile. This is not good. I hope he's with his wife. Or even if it's not even if that wasn't him. He still believed he had his wife. And I hope that he's with her. Or um, <laughs> maybe one of those many uh, nights that he spent that he regretted. Okay. And I think and, that the... Uh, I mean, that... his girlfriends. He had a lot of, you know, at nighttime. He, you know, Sundry. He was a girlfriend. And, and the song Hurt by uh, Sundry Charms covering uh, Johnny Cash covering Nine Inch Nails just starts playing. Yeah, have to do that. That's the outro for the scene. All right, so Darkblade and Ash, we kind of probably come back from commercial and as you guys are standing there and we see like Sundry's body and we see the body of Ash, uh, like it's kind of covered in smoke and we see that it kind of starts to um, like melt. Yeah. And I was going to uh, ask, is, is it like disintegrating or? Yeah, it's starting to it's starting to kind of melt, and um, like, but the melting looks like smoke, and then uh, pieces of like what would be left of like bones almost seem more like chitinous, like that of a bug like a bug's exoskeleton. And then even that starts to crumble and kind of turn to dust. And you guys can watch this process happen over the course of maybe 15 to 20 minutes. Wow. A bug. Yeah. So the, the, the flesh seems to like melt off in this like smoke. And then um, the skeleton seems to be, like I said, like more like a chitinous exoskeleton of a bug. Um, but that kind of like crumbles and turns into dust and kind of blows away. And yeah, it, it happens, but it happens slowly. Is there any like, way to, uh, I don't know, get glean more information from this as this disgusting process is going on? Yeah, so go ahead and make an investigative mystery roll. Well, I got a nine. You got a nine. All right, so you get to ask one of them questions. What's the no What's with that dog barking in the background? Not mine for once. Oh, I guess the the easy like, like what we're kind of aiming for is uh, what sort of creature is it? Your your suspicion was correct. This is demonic, mm. and you can tell that. And um, you, if Darkblade can tell you about uh, Kofiel Dag, the demon that you had seen, the demon of uh, the the hunger, it of Talon and Fang. Uh, if he can like tell you about that. 
then you're like, oh, you can tell that easy. The thing that's making these is the thing that ate that demon. Mm. So yeah, you're like, this does sound like what you're describing from the previous thing with like, like this multiplication of itself and like existing all over, like in multiple spots at the same time and being able to coordinate this thing, but it's different enough. And yeah, this is demonic and whatever it is, uh, it's connected to what you're describing, but I don't think it's just the same kind of thing. I think it's something that ate it. Ooh, interesting. Cool. Yeah. So, meanwhile, Darkblade, I think this uh, emotional toll that you have of losing two people, even if this was a fake sundry, that like incredibly emotional toll after you had had that emotional same, like a similar toll of that sacrifice connected to Matlock, and you're here, you're close enough to this well. Could you make a weird roll for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got a seven. You got a seven. All right. So I think that uh, one of the lines on this well begins to kind of narrow down and you can start to, you have a direction to go. Like if you wanted to, you or you and Ash have a direction to go in that's more certain. You already know of this like swamp mansion. And I think when you're looking at these other places, uh, based on where that swamp mansion is and Ash, Ash's description, you can see that that line is much clearer now. Like, yes, he's right. And that's one of the uh, intersecting points of this rune. Mm -hmm. But there's another point and you've, it's narrowed down, not so precisely where you can tell where it ends, but if you guys head in that direction, you can find it. It may take a while or may be a pain in the ass, but you can find it. <laughs> well, if you ever needed proof that Sundry wasn't the devil's bitch, here he is helping us still. Can you see it, Ash? I can only barely see them, right? Um, yeah, I so. think they're 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 more faint to Ashton, um, but especially if he's with Darkblade and they're kind of po he's pointing it out. I think you're like you you're able to see it enough where you can you can follow this as well. Gotcha. Yeah. That's uh, that wasn't here before. And, so uh, again, it kind of seems almost like imagine like a beam of light. That when you just kind of have a light on, it's pointed in this direction, but you can kind of narrow it down. And while it's not laser specific focused, it's like, okay, it's in this direction. Well, yeah, should we go follow this? I mean, yeah, we need to, we need to get rolling because um, I have a feeling there's another one of me. Yeah, what should we do about Sundry? Uh, someone took his truck. I assume it was him. Or it could be another demon. Who even knows? Yeah. Um, look, uh, yeah. Um, we just dealt with... I mean... Uh, Darkblade's gonna, like, look... Ashton be like it didn't bleed it bled when it was cut lightly um, but it didn't show smoke until he got stabbed pretty deep didn't you see that 
Mm-hmm. Real Terminator 2 situation. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I don't have the stomach for this. He's going to hand you his knife and hold his arm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've done enough cutting on my body for a <laughs> lifetime. You should have seen the fucking amount of blood that I had to uh, use to exercise these demons. Now, just just go for this scar. And like point to a scar on his arm. Yeah, okay, sure. All right, so yeah, we have you two um, in the... What's that movie? Oh, The Thing. You We have you two in The Thing situation where you're both like, all right, we got to do this test. But the difference compared to The Thing is it's not just like, oh, let me just prick you with this really hot thing. It's like, let me... Apparently might be grievously injure you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have the two of you kind of standing there with Ash holding this knife. All right. Anyway, Welker. So I think you have that like real tense standoff with Bishop and Bishop kind of like awkwardly goes out this door and you could tell like he's, he's spooked by that. Like that was, that was terrifying. And, um, if nothing else, like the person he thought that he was dealing with is he is not dealing with what he thought he was dealing with at the beginning of that conversation. And uh, he leaves this little kind of alcove. And again, it's a, this big tent. Um, imagine kind of like the tent somebody would have an outdoor wedding in um, or like a tiny circus kind of a thing. And uh, but they're able to use some of the remaining walls of this Magnolia Place Mansion as um, what is it called? Like use it to cordon off different areas. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, they're kind of open at the top, but there are different rooms and areas of this. Plus this tent is big enough to kind of incorporate, I think the whole of the mansion and also some of the like servants quarters or stables or whatever. And so Bishop kind of like leaves to go off on his own. And that's when your phone rings. Sure. Who's that? Um, it is a number that at first you're like, I'm just going to say it's a number you don't recognize. I answer Welker. And he says, Mr. Welker, I know you and I haven't worked together very much. This is Merzad. And he says, I think that Ashton is in trouble. Walker will say, where is he? He'll say, he's working with, he's working with Darkblade to go after, uh, to, to find these other locations. I helped him out with some of the other ones. One of them was, uh, and he'll just tell you, he'll reiterate to you this swamp mansion out in this spot. Like he and I have known about that location. Um, he and Darkblade, I believe are looking for these other spots. Walker will say, uh, why didn't they wait for me? He'll say, they don't trust you. And I'm honestly having a hard time making this call because I don't know if I can trust you, but I'm going out on a limb here because the people you're working for, they're messing with things that they don't understand. They're, they're playing with powers that honestly, 
if they get what they want, this is a problem. This is bad. And that Walker will say, that's the same line I just heard about you. Listen, he'll, are he'll, you he'll, with... Yeah, he'll kind of... He'll, he'll just sigh and pause like that, yeah. He'll say, uh, where are you? And he'll um, say, uh, I'm not looking to turn you in. I just want to know, are you with Ashton? He says, no, I'm not. I do need... If you were with him... At least I know from others, I think he would be safer. And he'll say, uh, he's, at the, uh, he's at the mansion you just told me about? He knows that that's one of the places. I think Ashton would know to look for something, one of the other spots. Like, he doesn't need to look for that. He already knows where it is. Walker will say, uh, um, I'll see you to it then. And uh, Razad, um, only way we're going to get to the bottom of who's the bad guy here is if we have a much longer conversation real soon. He says, I agree, but... That conversation is that conversation's gonna have to wait till we get some breathing room. And one of the things that needs to go on is and he's you can you can feel like spoonfuls of hesitation, shovelfuls of hesitation on in this guy's voice of he just him like it paining him to say this. Mm -hmm. And he'll just say that crystal can't be there anymore. It has to be moved. It has to. It ha it can't be in their possession. People like Bishop with something like that. That's a bad idea. And he'll say, "What do you propose I do about that?" He says, "That's an artifact of. That's an artifact of extreme power from a location, from a place of extreme power, and it's been brought. It's been brought to the site of a former witch's coven." where all these deaths had occurred, where you yourselves encountered the uh, uh, kind of the the scion of that line of, of witches, Alan Graves, or at least his spirit. You'll say, that can't be kept there. So dark an artifact in such a dark place, that's a terrible plan. It needs to be, it needs to be removed from that spot. And you'll say, how do you know it was here? I still have enough ties to the company and I still have the ability to divine enough of this that I could tell it was moved. I risked myself getting caught back up in a lot of this, but I know they can't keep this. It's a problem. Myself and Ashton could perhaps explain more to you later, but it's it can't be there and they can't have it. And Walker will say, uh, um, well, like I said, um, uh, I'm hearing the same things uh, out of two different mouths about the other one. But look, um, if, if Mr. Green's in trouble, that's the first priority. And he says, I'll see to it. Um, you see to it that we have that conversation as soon as possible. Yeah, he'll just hang up. Uh, Woker hangs up that phone. He hangs up the phone and he kind of starts walking back and he hears this humming noise. 
And when he looks around, like a lot of these, those symbols that we had seen on the walls of like a crow's foot and an eye that's bleeding and like a pyre that witches were burned on, a lot of those symbols begin to, uh, they kind of start to smolder at first and then they burst into flames. And um, yeah, Ashton, you can like even like far off, like in the car with Dark or like standing there with Dark Blade as you're standing there with the knife, um, one of these lines, even to you, someone who's more vaguely aware of these things comes into focus. And you could see that that is now more activated than it had been previously. And yeah, and Welker, you can just look about, look around and feel like this place that had been a place of power was perhaps dormant. It's no longer dormant. This American Monster is a production of This American Dice. This American Monster uses the Monster of the Week system, a game published by Evil Hat Productions and by Michael Sands. Sundry Charms is Lee. Chase Welker is Carl. Darkblade69 is Alex. Ashton Green is David. And your Game Master is Austin Smith. Our theme song is by Patrick Ross. It's called Sinlude. Additional music for this episode included Sad Songs Part 1 Bells by Fake Cats Project, Glacier Bells by Daniel Birch, A Dangerous Location by Ron Ernest, Weirding Way by Sir Cubworth, and Tend to It by Osiris Saline. Join us next Thursday for another exciting episode of the final mystery of this American monster. This is the the, the Smith Snyder cut, yeah. <laughs> but it, but the Snyders are the Snyders of Hanover pretzel people. Yeah, just no, me eating cool. pretzels and talking no, about. Well, the that's game. why I was. The night was cold. She came into my office. I knew she was trouble the moment she entered, so I yeah. killed her because <laughs> she was trouble. I knew it from the moment. Didn't you just yeah, hear what I, I said? Yeah. Look at, the, look at these the blinds. The the lights coming through, and I'm smoking. Thanks for listening in, folks. Um, as a heads up, if you're a real big fan of ours and you're wondering, hey, some of the episodes from the old L5R, Ryoko Wari, City of Lies game, have been disappearing from my podcast feed. That's because our website that we use um, only allows us to have 300 episodes up at a time. So good thing that we have more than that. Bad thing that the old ones are disappearing. However, good news. They're up on YouTube, so check out This American Dice on YouTube. Every Saturday, an episode of The Long Game is coming out, and every Sunday, an old short game episode is coming out. So really, you've got Thursday through Sunday episodes of This American Dice coming out. Thursday's The Long Game, Friday's The Short Game, Saturday is Old Long Games that are disappearing from the website, and Sunday is old short games that might be disappearing from the website. So be sure to check that stuff out. And till then, see ya, guys.